it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. How y'all doing? Uh, welcome into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. You have made it to the end of the week. Now, fully realizing that it is Thursday, but it's the end of the work week for me because... Uh, Tomorrow's a travel day. You got to get to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Now, somebody commented earlier this week on the country pleasing text line. By the way, that number, 885 3776, 601 number, 885 3776. Somebody commented and referred to it as Fayetteville. <laughs> now, I guess the, the counter to that would be. They also refer to some people on one end of the spectrum refer to Starkville as Stark Vegas, and on the other end of the spectrum they refer to them as Stark Afghanistan. I've heard that too. <laughs> you know, they say Fayetteville. I like Fayetteville, Arkansas, and and I like Northwest Arkansas. And I've told you this many times, and it could be that we've always been there. You know, from a state perspective, we've always been in Northwest Arkansas in late October, early November, when it is cool, and nine times out of ten, it is beautiful. And, you know, foliage a little bit ahead of us. Uh, great. And if you like to hunt fish, <laughs> if you like that whole world, it's a phenomenal place. And a lot of good folks, too. I just like it. I like it. I, don't, I like Fayetteville. I like going up there. Now, it probably also has something to do with my team has beaten them seven out of the last ten. That means pretty regularly. We whip them. Now, I'm not sure that's going to be the case this week. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, look, State's going to have to play its best game to go up here and win this one. Um, they played, in some ways, pretty well against a very much improved Arizona team earlier this year at home, and that was kind of before some people started getting hurt. But all that to say, all that to say, this is the final one of these shows for the week, Mars of Travel Day. So welcome on in. Get it on in. I hope you will here. If you are tuning in on the live stream, hey to you. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, how y'all doing? Feel free to drop a comment on the Murray West live thread. You can just type it in there on Facebook, YouTube, post it, and it pops up right here on the screen. Make it a part of the show. Like, for example, Debbie, right out of the chute. She's tuning into the show on Facebook. She comments on the Murray West live thread. Hail State. We're back at you, Debbie. Thanks for the comment. See, we can make you a part of the show that way. Make sure you get questions, comments, opinions in. You can text the aforementioned text line. Country pleasing text line. That number, 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. And phone line's wide open to you. You can call me, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995 Five nine, give me a shout. Let's check in on B. Hey B. Hey Matt Wyatt. Happy Thursday slash feels like Friday to you. To you as well. Uh, I asked you this before, but uh, one time I thought I think I did, or I don't think I dreamed it, but 
Saints play it on a Thursday night. You and Saints bro don't watch the game on Thursdays, do you? No. Okay. No, actually, he's going to be there. Oh, really? He's at the game. That's cool. I mean, look, I wouldn't you admit, Beaver, or wouldn't you agree that really whether the Saints are good or bad, you get them in sort of what is a special slot, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, it's a heck of an atmosphere in the Dome. It's worth watching. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, pretty much even when they don't have good teams. So, you know, tonight hosting the Jaguars. And previous, at the beginning of the season, I picked the Jags to win the AFC South division. They are 4-2. and two. They're 2-0 and oh on the road. So the Saints are trying to give them their first road loss this year. Uh, Saints are actually a favorite at home, 3-3. Three and three. Coming off a loss, too. So, you know, you can see why a lot of people would like the Saints in this one. All right. Look, I didn't plan on starting the show, checking in, and seeing how I'm doing on picking divisions. <laughs> I'm coming to your comments and your texts, I promise, in just a second. Hang on. Who did we pick? I picked Buffalo in the AFC East. Right now, the Dolphins are in the lead of that division of 5-1. and one. I picked the Bengals in the AFC North. They are currently in last place. In that early, yeah, a half game in last place. It's real tight. I mean, they're only a game back of the leader, but the the Ravens are four and two. The Steelers and the Browns are three and two, and the, and the Bengals are three and three. But they've looked like the worst team in the division so far. Pick Jacksonville to win the AFC South. They are currently in the lead of that division by game four and two, game over the Colts. Uh, had Kansas City and AFC West. That's an easy pick. They got a two-game lead over there. They're five and one. Uh, pick Philadelphia in the NFC East. They've got a game lead on the Cowboys. Uh, they're five and one. I did pick Detroit. Feel good about that one. And they're uh, sparkling five and one right now, leading the NFC North. They've got a uh, what a two-game lead, in the, or two and a half-game lead in the NFC North as it stands right now. Open dates and elsewhere. NFC South. Who to pick? Saints? Yeah. I picked the Saints to win that division. They currently are in the middle of the pack. Same record as Atlanta. They're both 3-3. Three and three. Tampa is 3-2, and two, and that's the reason they're in the lead. But, I mean, anything can happen. So you win tonight, feel pretty good about it. I don't know who Tampa has this weekend. And then pick the 49ers out west. Easy pick. They got a two-game lead right now in the NFC West at 5-1. and one. So not doing bad. Maybe those are Maybe those were easier than... Uh, then I gave him credit for it. Maybe that is why I'm in the ballpark on those. <laughs> I don't know. Looking forward to watching Jaguar Saints tonight. Prime video if you want to tune in. Saints about not quite a field goal favorite. All right. Mark on the country pleasing text line says, Juco Thursday, little SEC. Sidelines always full of FBS coaches. Mark, you're right about that. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. You know, if y'all know of a better spot to look up the schedule each week, you can let me know uh, if there's a different, you know, website that's covering this. I, for years, have just gone to JUCO Weekly <clears throat> um, because I could always, you know, pull up the um, – I could always pull up, you know, what the schedule is. I say that, and now I go to it, and now I can't find the schedule. But we'll look at it if I can pull that one up. That's it. So you got NFL tonight around the state. You got JUCO football. I'm sure there's some college football tonight 
Um, right? Because you're having it every night, it seems like. Yeah, tonight you've got Rice at Tulsa. Tulsa's 3-3. Three and three. Mentioned it earlier in the year that uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. is the offensive coordinator at Tulsa. He's got him at 3-3 three and three, uh, on, as a member of that staff. And they're going to host Rice tonight, who's also 3-3. Three and three. And um, so that's 6 o'clock ESPN2. Also tonight at 6 on ESPN, it's James Madison. Undefeated James Madison. They're 6-0. and uh, they're playing at Marshall, who's four and two, the Conference USA deal. James Madison's moved up, you know, to FBS, but they can't be in a bowl game this year because the rules say your first year up, you're not eligible for bowl stuff. Well, they they because they're six and zero oh, sent a letter to the NCAA president in the last couple of days and asked him to waive that. Hey, we're six and zero, oh, going to have a better record. Please waive that, put us in a bowl game. And uh, Charlie Baker, NCAA says, nope, rules are rules. You, you're not eligible, and so he denied that. They're going to play on TV tonight. So if you turn that one on, you're going to hear talk about all that. I'm sure they'll put up a screen graphic and make it drama. That sort of thing. They're actually favored on the road uh, at Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia. West Virginia. Juco games tonight. Mark, thanks for sending that along. You don't, I don't even have to look it up. You sent it to me. Tonight you have ninth-ranked Gulf Coast at East Central. Pearl River goes to Colin. Colin, who was it Colin beat last week? Was it Scuba, East Mississippi? Uh, Cahoma goes to Northwest. Holmes is at Delta. Itawama goes to Hines. Uh, ooh, a couple of great JUCO games that are going to actually happen on Saturday, two Saturday games. You got fifth ranked Jones at Southwest, and then 15th ranked Northeast at 11th ranked East Mississippi. At Scuba. Okay, so Colin beat Gulf Coast last week. That's it. Somebody told me that, and I was like, really? Wow. I saw someone uh, at the Warren Central Vicksburg game last Friday night whose son plays for um, plays for Colin. Uh, I'm sorry, plays for Gulf Coast. And he's like, yeah, Colin beat him. I could not believe that. But Colin's really good. I just, you know. My impression was that Gulf Coast was really good, but this is a competitive deal for sure here in the state of Mississippi, for sure. All right, more text. We're just getting started. Lots of comments on the Murray West live thread. Coming to those in just a bit. Right now, flip it over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means Divinity has been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. On line one, Ashton. Thanks for calling, Ashton. What's up? Hey, boss man. Uh, well, the Will Rogers era is over after this season. Best worst quarterback you've ever seen in your life. Uh, but next year, what's your opinion? Uh, do you think State goes out in the transfer portal and grabs a quarterback? Uh, thanks for the call, Ashton. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they'll do. Do you Do you know what they'll do? <laughs> no. I yeah, just, uh, I don't either. I went to the uh, Alabama State game and uh, okay. watched Mike Wright in person. And I said, man, they don't never let him throw the ball. They finally put him in there for a play, threw the ball. And it looked like a... Mallard duck 
flying across the field. Was that the Alabama game that he threw the ball in? Yeah. No, it wasn't, actually. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, turn your radio down. Ashton, thanks for the call. And call me, call me any time, but when you do call back, turn the radio down in the background. Uh, here's what I think. You know, he, he threw the ball. He went 7 for 10. Mike Wright did throwing a ball against Western Michigan. It was not against Alabama. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, you started your call by definitively saying that the Will Rogers era is over after this year. But, you know, I don't think anybody knows that. Um, now, that might be what you want. But we do have sort of a, um, an epidemic that goes on in sports fandom. And you're, that, that, that epidemic, it plays well on other shows and stuff. I don't really like it. I don't know how to handle it on this one. I don't really like it on this one. And that is saying things as if they are 100% fact when, in fact, it can't be fact yet. It's just merely an opinion. <laughs> but saying it in such a way, it makes me sound, oh, here's my hot take. Well, I don't, nobody knows. Will will have eligibility left after this season. Um, I'm sure he will have the option to come back and play at State if that's what he wants to do. If he does, it will be difficult for other people to unseat him as a starting quarterback. Um, and that's just the way it is. It may be your opinion. You said best, worst quarterback. Well, that may be your opinion, but that doesn't make any sense. That is kind of message board, garbage radio show stuff. Again, I don't really know how to handle it. I mean, the fact is, regardless of whatever offense the guy played in, He's going to finish an all-time leader in the SEC in completion percentage, an all-time leader in passing yards, an all-time leader in all those numbers. And you don't do that regardless of what offense you're playing in unless you're pretty doggone good at it. And before he got hurt, the offensive stays, you know, a little progress. They weren't making leaps and bounds, but a little bit, I thought, a little bit of progress. So <clears throat> take the garbage opinions and the message board you know, hot takes, just take it to another show, and I'm sure it'll be good there. But I do appreciate the call. I genuinely do appreciate the call. All right, here we go. Text line, country pleasing text line. Tyga, with two H's. <laughs> Who do they have tomorrow? I have to look it up. Tyga says, Matt, does Mississippi State try to shake the Dan Mullen tree after this season? Yeah, again, I don't know. I'll say this. You know, there, there's really no one can say with any certainty whatsoever that state's going to have a coach opening. But if they do, I can promise you they're not going up the Dan Mullen tree again. Uh, somebody texts the show and says, what about Chris Parsons for next year? What will happen? Well, or will that happen? I'll say, you know, again, if Parsons, my, my opinion, if Chris Parsons is healthy, you'll have an excellent chance to try to, you know, compete, earn playing time, big-time prospect, great athlete, great kid, all those things. And, um, you know, it's tough enough for a freshman coming in out of high school. You're only there a little bit of time trying to compete with juniors and seniors. You know, that's tough enough. It's doubly tough when you mix in an injury, and it kind of interrupts your development. It interrupts your practice time. It takes you out of the mix. And that's why you kind of – especially – well, really any player, you kind of have to beat it into their head as a young player that, look, if you get hurt, you got to tell us as a staff because the biggest thing is that we heal you up properly long run. Just because you think you're going to take a step back on a depth chart, you're a freshman already, okay, it, you know, it's not like you're the starter. 
we don't need you trying to play through stuff without talking to us about it. If you do that because you're worried about taking a little half step back on a depth chart, if you miss practice time and you have to go through a surgery, well, then you don't heal up right and you kind of damage things down the road. I actually went through that, and that's something that they have to have to do. All right, Murray West Live Thread. Go to murraywest.com, by the way. You need your embro logo embroidered. like this right here. I got this uh, top and hoodie from the Mississippi State University Golf Course a couple of years ago. It had the, the M over S baseball logo and said national championships sewn in there. Contract embroidery. You need your logo sewn into and onto anything. That's where you go in the state of Mississippi. Trust me, ask any high school coach. Ask people at Genteel, at Prairie Wildlife, at Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics. They go to Murray West. It's murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y, west.com. On the Murray West Live thread, Mark says, Welcome back to Northwest Arkansas, only second to Stark Vegas in my book, Hale State. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I love it up there. I love it. I've even said this before, a very controversial statement. <laughs> you ready for this? If somebody walked up to me tomorrow and said, you cannot be a Mississippi State fan anymore. That's it. It's over. Done. Or they don't exist. Or what? You, you, you got to choose somebody else other than Mississippi State. Who would you pick? I'd go with either Arkansas or LSU. That's what I would do. Because I think I think I could fit right in <laughs> either one of those places. I really do. I think Arkansas might be it. That's what I probably would do. If I couldn't be state, I think I'd be Arkansas. I'd, I'd move to northwest Arkansas, hunt fish. They'd be like, where's Matt? Well, he's probably fishing. <laughs> right? Come out of a deer stand, walk in the truck, don't even change clothes, go straight to the game. Uh, Gene gave us a hail state from Vicksburg. He's on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Sven says, 35 degrees and rain over here. He's in Berlin, Germany. 35 and rain. No thanks. Ginger is a Saints fan. She said, go Saints. She'll be pulling for who that tonight on TV. Uh, Danny comments on YouTube on the Murray West live thread. Hey, Matt, if State defeats Arkansas Saturday, would you consider that a turnaround point for the season, Hale State? Yeah, absolutely. No, 100% I would. 100%. If That's an easy question. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about it, okay? You know, Arkansas is a pretty decent favorite at home. About a touchdown favorite at home, right? And, you know, State is 3-3, three and three, so they got a better overall record. Arkansas is 2-5. We've gone over this. I'm not making excuses laying the groundwork to make Arkansas sound like they're a great team so that when State loses to them, you know, it sounds bad. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is I just look at their games, and they've been right there. You know, you go and score over 30 points and lose by a field goal in Baton Rouge against LSU, you got my respect. You know, you go to Oxford, you hold their team to 27 points. You're doing some good things on defense. Lost a seven-point game. You go to Tuscaloosa. Go up in there. Okay, and, and they, Alabama was flying high coming off a win. It had played really well the week before. You go in there and fight them and dominate the second half in Tuscaloosa and come up a field goal short. You got my respect. They've been more than competitive against really good teams on the road. State has really not been competitive against those same teams at home, Alabama and LSU. And so 
while the records are different, also the games have looked a little different. Also, I think Arkansas is a little bit healthier of a football team right now than State, given what we know. And so, advantage Arkansas. This is a game that Arkansas shouldn't lose right now. I'm saying it like it is. So, for State, you got to play over your head. you got to do all the right things, get a bounce or two, and figure out, to scratch, figure out a way to scratch out a win on the road that nobody gives you a chance, and frankly, you shouldn't have a chance to get. You go get it, and all of a sudden, it's like breath of fresh air, and it just, the whole thing starts to feel different, I'm telling you. Winning cures everything, but especially when you are 0-3 in the SEC. Well, Arkansas is 0-4. I mean, their coach yesterday, or whenever it was this week in the press conference, said, we have to win this game. Like, he didn't make any bones about it. Like, usually coaches downplay this stuff about must win. Here's what Sam Pittman said about it. We have to win. We have to win Saturday. I mean, (laughs) we have to win. We have to win. They can't go 0-5 in the SEC, even though they've been close. I'm not looking at – I'm not a a member of a, you know, an Arkansas chit-chat group or anything like that, but let me tell you, I guarantee you those folks are talking about firing them if they lose this weekend, aren't they? I don't even have to go and look and know. I haven't paid attention to any of it. I just know how SEC fan bases are. (laughs) I guarantee you they're talking about firing all of them if they start 0-5 in the SEC. There's pressure on them. All those reasons make it a really tough road trip for State. You go pull that off, it will flip the light switch on for this season for State. There is no doubt about it. So, you know, while there's consequences if you lose, there's some tremendous opportunity if you can figure out a way to win it. Calls, texts coming up. Just getting started. Stick around. Winning the game, or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. Hey! Well, let's see what we have. I've got a lot of text to get to coming to that in just a bit on the country pleasing text line, but Tide Man has been hanging on patiently, waiting on the phone, on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Listening to that elevator music they put you on hold with, right? No, I'm kidding. We don't do that. But anyway, he has been hanging on. He's on your radio right now. Tide Man, thanks for calling. What's up? Oh, good afternoon, guys. Hey. Just had a quick comment and a question for you. Um, You may have already mentioned this on your show, so forgive me if you have, but uh, being the avid outdoorsman that you are, if... uh, if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, there's a great movie called The Blind about the patriarch Phil Robertson, the patriarch yeah. of the Duck Dynasty family. Yeah. I saw it in the theater last week. Uh, and it was really good. Good, good family, faith-based movie. Um, very interesting. So I think you would particularly uh, like that movie. Maybe some, some of your listeners would like it, too. Okay. Right. Uh, and, then my, and then my question is, um, how do you see the Bama Tennessee game shaping up uh, this Saturday? And I'll hang up and uh, take your answer off there. Y'all have a great day and roll tight. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Tide man. Heck of a game. It'll be a fun one to pay attention to. Tennessee and Alabama, uh, they're both in the top twenty. Neither in the top ten. 
CBS 230 game. Bama, you know, was, I think came out a bigger favorite in the game than I, I thought they would. Um, both got a loss. Tennessee's loss is in the SEC. We know that. They're coming off beating A&M. And you look at Alabama, they have not at any point this year looked like some of the juggernauts that they've had in the past. But I don't know. You know, the fact that it's in Tuscaloosa and the fact that you lost to them last year, there's just some sort of feel to that. These saving teams, it's like everybody, you know, I'm going to jump all over <laughs> on that side of the wagon of, you know, a saving team that lost to somebody last year, you know, well, they generally get up and get ready to play them this year too, get the respect. You know, I don't know. I Bama's not a perfect team by any stretch. Uh, they've showed it at times. You know, their game they looked the best this year was against State's defense, but frankly, that's everybody State's played has looked their best against State's defense for that, maybe other than Arizona. Um, <clears throat> so you don't read into that one and you look elsewhere. Uh, they, they've just they've got some things that they don't do consistently. The one thing, though, that they do consistently at Alabama is throw and complete that deep ball. Okay, and even though, okay, it's a close game last week, Arkansas got after them. And Alabama's got pass protection issues, too. Well, it's a good thing you get the fastest guy on the team playing quarterback. And when he doesn't hesitate, there are some explosive runs in there for you. You know, the other side of that, too, is it's there's a little bit of a mirror in that game in that Tennessee's offense at time looks like Alabama's offense. And that is some explosive things at quarterback with some in, inconsistencies at quarterback. Too. So, I mean, they can do some good things, but they, you know, they're not getting out of quarterback what they got when Hooker was there last year. So, I know those are all things that you know. You don't need somebody to tell you that. I just look at it like home game Alabama. I think maybe Alabama a little bit more consistent offensively than Tennessee is. I think Alabama maybe one or two guys defensively that are more talented than what Tennessee has. And, and Alabama lost to him last year, Alabama will be ready to play this football game. Uh, I do believe that. But I expect it to be closer than some do. You know, like ESPN, looking at ESPN.com right here, it says Alabama minus nine and a half. I, I think it'll be closer than that. That's what I think. Thanks for the call, Ty, man. Enjoy watching the game this weekend. And the movie he recommended, the story about Phil Robertson, Duck Dynasty called The Blind. I'm threatening to watch it. Threatening to watch it. I got to do it. <laughs> I got to go watch it. All right, here we go. Comments. Let's get caught up. Uh, on the Country Pleasing text line, Louvier says, Colin beat Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's right. And they deserve to win the game, he says. I would love to say something different. His son coaches at Gulf Coast. And how about this? Louvier says, happy anniversary to my beautiful wife, 33 years. <laughs> he said he married way out of his league. Happy anniversary, to the Louviers, and and God bless you, Mrs. Louvier. <laughs> Thirty-three years putting up with that. I tell you what, <laughs> but at least he knows it. At least he, at least he knows he married up. Uh, Nick texts the show after Ashton's call and said, "I think Ashton may have just woken up in his car in the Rick's parking lot." <laughs> I wish I had seen that before the call. I would have thought it was funnier. Uh, 
Somebody texted the show and said, what kind of injury does he have? Isn't he a second-year freshman? He took about Chris Parson. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was. Some sort of arm something. <laughs> I just know, like, last ball game, that was two weeks ago, he was out there full uniform, doing warm-ups, throwing it all over the field. So whatever it was, looked like he was getting over it. But I think at some point in there he had gotten banged up. I, I don't know what the injury was. I, I didn't think it was a knee or an ankle. I thought it was something up top. Blaine Texas show. He says, why does it seem that Georgia is a shell of itself from last two years? Do you think they will win it all this year? Whether or not they win the national championship, I don't know. Um, I don't look at them as a shell of themselves. They've kind of been getting their feet under them, but they still lead the SEC in a bunch of key categories. We went over this yesterday, but I, Blaine, I don't know if you realize this, they are the number one passing offense in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, they, they're doing a lot of things well. I mean, they're going to be fine. I, I don't know if there's, if they're going to run up against a, a national title contender and beat them by 50 points, but they're right there. They, they got too much talent to foul it up, frankly. That's just kind of the way it is. Steven texts the show. Uh, he says, if I couldn't be a state fan, I'd probably be Auburn. He says, I think I could fit in there. They're usually very nice when we visit. <laughs> they are. It's a good, good group of folks. Uh, somebody says LSU can go anywhere and be a Tiger. Uh, well, I, I can't tell. Your your text was regarding my response saying I would choose if I couldn't be state, I'd either be Arkansas or LSU. But I can't make up or down on what you're saying there in the text. I think the the typing monster got you there. Tiger says, Matt, on behalf of LSU, I would proudly accept you into the Tiger family if you were told you could no longer be a state fan. Yeah, and you never know. I may screw something up bad enough one day they tell me that. You never know. Uh, but So thank you. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff says, Folks who insist on insulting Will Rogers irk me. He said, 100% proof to me that an absolute goof is talking when, with stuff like that. He said, constantly fire the coaches. Nonsense after... Uh, setting everyone up with ridiculous expectations, especially this season, or why I despise message board nonsense. Can't listen to it anymore. And that's from Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, yeah, Norman, I didn't click on it. He says, have you seen this? I, I saw it come across a um, suggested links thing here. I get these notifications. and It said, the NCAA is looking at Michigan again. They're, they're investigating something about Michigan and I haven't clicked it and read it yet. Um, it's like last time. Oh, they did something really bad, really bad. And the suspension was, we're going to, uh, and the penalty was, we're going to suspend Jim Harbaugh for the non conference games. <laughs> I mean, like, who cares anymore is kind of the way you, almost the way you feel about it. All right. Over on the Murray West live thread, Will says that he thinks Bama's going to win, but he also thinks it's going to be a sloppy game on both sides of the ball. And look, you know, it's almost like if you're Tennessee, you're kind of hoping for that, right? You want it to be sloppy and ugly because you know it's not going to be the, this two quarterbacks showing out, two draft pick quarterbacks showing out, and it's a 35-30 to 30 ball game uh, strictly in the air. You know, it, Tennessee's going to want it to be a sloppy, ugly game and probably benefits them to give them a chance to win. That's why I think, too, yeah, I, I expect Alabama to win, but it might be closer uh, than some people think. Will says, also, Arizona looked better against 
uh, who? Southern Cal than us, so maybe their defense is worse than ours. <laughs> who taught USC? Yeah, no, everybody's on his case <clears throat> for the lack of defense out there. Sven says, if we play better on the defensive line, we should have a chance against the Razors, meaning the Razorbacks. And, you know, that's a lot of what it takes for sure is, is playing better on the defensive line. And State just has, you know, at times this year, they've been pretty good against or okay against people's run game. But then when you force them into those passing situations, a whole bunch of third-down conversions and that sort of thing because – you know, you're just not getting home and pass rush with your front. So then, from a calling standpoint, you're calling stuff that gets linebackers involved in pass rush. Well, when you do that, it's a risk because maybe you hit the QB. But at the same time, it takes your linebackers out of coverage, and maybe you make it easier on the QB. It's all a matter of, like, what happens on that one particular play. And so it's a – they've played kind of a high-risk-reward deal at times, especially on third downs, and – one thing, you're right, Sven, one thing that would solve a lot of those issues for Sate is if all of a sudden they had a guy or two who were really hard to block in pass pro. <laughs> Russell's been banged up. The backups, Trevion Williams, those guys, Dinkins, they've been banged up. Get them healthy and get them fresh guys on the field a little more often. It could, it could make a difference. You gotta score points. That's what you're looking at. You're not this defense ain't gonna stop a lot of people. You better go on the road and score points and win a shootout, because that's what you're gonna have to probably be looking at. All right. More in the bureau. Stick around. Here we go. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance. All across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. What did Will say here on the Murray West live thread? He said Pittman won't be in Fayetteville next year if they lose at home to us. He says, I don't think there's a game left in their schedule that would save him either. Now, how about that statement from Will? What do y'all think about that? So he's saying, so, so Will, basically what you're saying is that when earlier this week when Sam Pittman said, we have to win this game. It might have been more in reference to him. We have to win. We have to win Saturday. And uh, to reach, again, when the season starts, you have all these goals, you know. And there are still some on that we had, you know. Now, they may have been down here to get up here, but there are some still attainable goals that we have. So that's interesting. And they've lost five in a row. You know, and really what started that, wasn't it, that home loss to BYU? I got a text from a buddy of mine who uh, said, you know, K.J. Jefferson, not quite the same quarterback that he, that he has been. He's beat up. And I've heard a lot of people comment, yeah, K.J. Jefferson looks a little slower, a step slower. And, 
and I think he is maybe not quite as explosive running the ball as he was, you know, a couple of years ago as a young guy. But man, he still stands in there and does a lot of really good things throwing the ball. He does tuck it and run. Sometimes you hit him and you cannot get him to the ground. And he pulls away. You saw that against Alabama. Uh, I still really like the guy, you know, as a player. And yeah, they just. They lose that home game to BYU 38-31, hit the road, and here we go. It's like it just piled up on them. Had to go to LSU after that. Played great, lose by three. You Neutral site, A&M, do a lot of really good things. It gets away from you at the end. You lose 34-22 by 12. Then you go back-to-back on the road at Ole Miss and Alabama. The schedule didn't do them any favors. They went to Ole Miss, played really well, lose by seven. Go to Alabama, fight their tails off in the second half, lose by three. So... But, but my friend noted, I don't think I've ever heard a coach say, we've got to win this game. It is a little bit unusual. And I wondered, I wondered, well, maybe he's confident. Maybe he's saying that because he's confident they're going to win the game. Sounds like Will wonders if he's not saying it necessarily for him and the staff. Does seem that if, okay, and again, we're, you know, saying big ifs here. Anything can happen. They can win this week and go win the rest of them. I was trying to look there and see what they had left. Um, you said you didn't, you know, see a game that was saving. So they got stayed at home this weekend. Then they go to Florida the following week. They come back early, no, uh, you know, second week of November, host Auburn, host FIU, finish the season hosting Missouri. Yeah, you may be right. Who knows what Missouri is by the time they host them, too. Right now, uh, they're, they're doing well. All right, phones. Let's do it. Let's hop on over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer on line one. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Yeah, nothing much. Um, somebody said something about Arizona earlier, and... This came up on uh, Jake's show the other day, and I couldn't call, but uh, he was talking about how lucky State was that that game was when it was. And, you know, I've been keeping up with them because they're right down the road from me, and, and that's about the gospel truth right there. State wants no part of this team since they replaced Delora. They, they're – that defense you were talking about, all those transfers, they're coming together, and – this new quarterback, I can't pronounce his name, but he's he's not turning the ball over. And uh, they nearly got USC and Washington, and then they just beat the crap out of Washington State last week. Uh-huh. And, and then, look, and Washington State ranked and all, but it's a legit good Washington State team, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and they – it. I, I don't want to cuss on, on here, but they, they beat the – Stuffing out of them. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, somebody mentioned uh, State going after Mullen if they fire the coach. I hope they don't fire the coaches because I think that's message board nonsense. But if they do, whether it's this year or next year, or whenever, and they don't at least look at Jed Fish, somebody's not doing their job. Yeah, that guy, it. he's yeah. This program out here was in the dumpster and he's he's doing some things down there yeah and and did it in the portal and you know what jason here's what i think 
coaches like Jed Fish are going to be evaluated with the work they do in the transfer portal the way they have always been evaluated in recruiting. And, and I know it essentially is recruiting, but, but what I'm saying is in terms of who's up for what job and which coach is, coach is sought after, the ones who are hitting consistent home runs and flipping 8, 9, 10, 15, 18 players a year in the portal, those are going to be the hot coaches. And, um, yeah. and he did that. And, and, okay, you mentioned the quarterback. Yeah. I, I think it's – is it – are they saying Fifita or Fifida? Yeah, that's it. Fifita. Noah Fifita. Yeah. All right. When we were playing – It was like the keto to me. <laughs> uh, when we were playing Arizona in, in Starkville, we are watching their warm-ups, and we were having a conversation about the size of their quarterbacks because Delora is a muscular guy, but he's not a very tall guy. Yeah. And then there's this little number 11 who's tiny. And somebody I was talking to said, is that is that Delora? I said, no, that's not Delora. And I said, you know, that kid, whoever that kid is playing quarterback for Arizona right there, the backup, number 11, he's somewhere in the neighborhood of about as tall as Chance Lovertich, the kid who was State's backup the last couple of years who's out in coaching now. And he could really throw it. Well, as soon as they put it, this is one of those Wally Pip deals. He's not coming off the field. No, he's not. And – that's he's what I thought Delora would be this year because he, you know, he kind of quit turning the ball over at the end of the year, but uh, he he did it really bad at state and then a couple of other times before he got hurt after that. And this kid's not. He's yeah. he turned it over once I think, and it was a Brett Favre thing uh-huh. where it looks bad on TV, but from his from where he was, he's just yeah. trying to get it to somebody. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, and I think one other interception. Yeah, Jason, I appreciate the call, man. As always, thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, look at here. The man, the myth, the legend, J-Mac. Number, what number did he wear in college? Hey, Jonathan McMillan from Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 in Madison. Jonathan, what was your jersey number in college? In college, I was two. I was the deuce. You were the, the deuce. deuce. How about that? You were, you were the deuce before... Long before Cam Newton and Johnny Manziel. I mean, like, they were little kids when you were the deuce. Yeah, it was really bad. I think I had the bottom of the barrel number. Mississippi College, when I first came in, uh, I showed up. Of course, I played receiver at the time, which I couldn't catch very well. Um, (laughs) And T.Y. was an athletic director. So I came in to get, of course, jersey. Of course, you get bottom of the barrel jersey. And I think somebody graduated. That's how I ended up with two because that's not the number that I wanted. Okay. And I showed up to get my cleats. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm a receiver. I'm gonna get. They gave me high top. I think they were. I think they were high top pump cleats that linemen wear. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure they were a size too big. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how I was introduced to college football. Yeah, that's great. Good. Not like you at Mississippi State. I mean, you just kind of came in. You were just the dude right off the yeah, bat. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I wasn't the dude. No, I was on the bottom looking up too. I know all about that. Hey. Uh, but my shoes did fit. I will say that. Hey, Jonathan. Size too big. Size too big. Size too big. Size too big. Um, the the car show that's happening tomorrow at Divinity. I got like a minute here. Tell me real quick about it. Yep. Yep. So we've got uh, Scarecrow Classic is going on tomorrow in Madison. Actually, all weekend. But they're doing a ride and drive tomorrow. So all the cars are going to do a poker run. So they're going to go. I think it's twenty or thirty businesses all over Madison County. We are one of the stops tomorrow for the for the car show poker run. So 
you guys want to come out and check out some cool cars around Madison tomorrow before the show this weekend. Uh, we'll have some food at the store, uh, some giveaways. Uh, of course, we've got implement sale, lawnmower sales going on at both our locations, uh, Jackson and Madison. So, yeah, you guys come by check out some cool cars. Okay, so Scarecrow Classic. Both locations, you said, not just the one in Madison, right? Well, the the cars will be rolling into Madison. Okay. Um, okay. The, I, I think the show actually they do like a trunk or treat thing tomorrow night, uh, and it's right there downtown Madison uh, where the old MR football field is. Uh, but that'll be going on tomorrow for, and and Saturday all okay. day Saturday, which I can't I don't know how many cars, but it's probably I, I mean it's several hundred hundreds of cars. I mean wow. it's one of the biggest car shows. Uh, in the metro area. So okay. it's going to be great weather this weekend. Yes, it is. All right, and so car show coming through Divinity Highway 51, Madison. That's at Gluckstadt. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, there will be food there Saturday. See some cars, hang out, and now's a good time to buy a lawnmower. Might even get a little yep. discount, you know? Uh, hey, you going to get it. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Since it hadn't rained in about eight <laughs> weeks. I mean, yeah, we've, we've got some deals on some mowers. So lawnmowers and implements. We have some specials going on right now, so you guys can see it, man. Great. Jonathan, thank you on short notice for jumping on right. here. I appreciate it. Right, brother. No worries. Yeah, man, y'all be safe this weekend right. driving. I'll holler at you later. All right. Holler at you later. Thank you. Jonathan McMillan, number two in your program, number one in your heart. The Scarecrow Classic Car Show, the Poker Run coming through there all over the place in Madison tomorrow, including Highway 51 there at Divinity. Lawnmower sales implements. Now's the time to get a discount. You can use it next year. (laughs) Hour two coming up. Stick around.